This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Seasonality. All of our businesses experience the busy and the slow times. It's ingrained in our industry. But what if you could decrease seasonality in your business? It would increase cash flow and profits, as well as decrease sleepless nights, worrying about having enough cash to survive the slower season. My guest today, Justin Carroll, is president of P1 Service Group. Before starting P1, he was president of Perfect Home Services, a plumbing and HVAC contractor in the Chicago area. He uses his knowledge and expertise to help contractors decrease their seasonality with proven strategies. By the way, T1 stands for People First. Justin, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So you've lived, eaten, eaten, yeah, lived, eaten, and breathed seasonality. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's something that... uh, a topic that's near and dear to me, really. Uh, for a majority of my business life, um, I allowed seasonality to happen to my business, and and we we believed we were in a a reactive business, and um, essentially we just thought the the industry happened to us. And um, along the way, I, I had a mentor and business coach teach me that. Uh, that didn't have to be the way, and and uh, we could be proactive about our business, and and we could actually create the outcomes we were looking for uh, by being very strategic uh, with certain activities within the business. And honestly, it was a it was a complete game changer for for my business when we started to figure out how to do that properly. Um, as any contractor who doesn't understand some of these concepts would, I'm sure, admit. Um, this is a very, this can be a very feast and famine business. If you just sit back and wait for your phone to ring. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, you know, the the thing that I also see that drives me nuts, I don't know whether it drives you nuts, but it drives me nuts is the contractors expect first, expect first quarter to suck. Excuse me for saying it that way, but first quarter doesn't have to suck. Yeah, no, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, it did for me for many years, like I said, and now today I, I kind of chuckle to myself when I hear contractors use the term the slow season or or uh, or, you know, when it's not busy, um, because I remember saying that to myself for so many years and, and I just see things so differently now. I, I fully believe that there doesn't need to be this slow season anymore. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to tell you that you can be, you know, a hundred percent full capacity, busy, uh, year round. And as a matter of fact, if you are, um, you're probably understaffed, but I would tell you that the, uh, the waves of business don't need to be anywhere near as significant. Your, uh, your, your sales per month doesn't need to look like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> if you're looking wow. at that, uh, over the course of a year, um, Honestly, I, I feel like in your worst months, you should be hitting 80 to 90% capacity uh, for call volume. Okay. So um, 
explain how P, P1 started. Do you mind if I call it P1 or do you want me to call it P1 service group? You tell me. <laughs> um, you know, why don't we call it people first? That's that's people my first. favorite way to, to, okay. to talk about it. All right. So how did people first start it? How did it start? I mean, you were part of Perfect Home Services for so many years. You realized, you know, with the help of a coach that you could plan your business and you don't have to have the ups and downs. And then you decided, do you want to do that anymore or what happened? Yeah. So um, I started Perfect Home Services in 2006. Uh, the, the really short version of this is I'll, I'll fast forward to um, the beginning of 2021. And in the beginning of 2021, I came to the reality and and committed to the idea that uh, I was going to find a partner to help uh, to help me uh, continue to grow my business. Uh, at that time, the business had grown uh, 100% year over year for two years in a row. Um, we were we were pretty significant in size, and um, I was enjoying growth, and I wanted to continue growing. And then I also recognized that there was this trend happening around the country where. Uh, private equity companies had come into our industry and, and started to buy up some of the uh, larger shops around the country. And uh, in my opinion, um, after thinking about this and talking about this for really a couple of years with one of my best friends and, and my business partner today, um, we we continued to talk about what we thought was going to happen in this industry in the future. And the reality to us was that um, the private equity groups were coming in and, and there really wasn't going to be any stopping them. And, and the reality to us was that if we didn't join them, then there was a pretty good chance that uh, they could take us out. And I didn't like the idea of that. So um, kind of a, if you can't beat them, join them mentality. So started to look for the right group to partner with, uh, interviewed many groups for about six months and finally um, started to come to the conclusion that I wasn't so sure we were going to be able to find the right group. Um, we were looking for a group that we could trust, would uh, be willing to invest in in our team and our people. I, I think one of the most impactful things we did as a company was focus on human beings first, focus on caring about them and, and treating them well and, and enhancing their lives. That was our mission. And uh, the companies that I met with did not give me the confidence through conversation that um, that they were that they would uh, necessarily uh, follow through with our mission. I, I felt like if we were to partner with any of the groups that we met with, that our mission would fall apart, and and so would our culture, and then the, our care for people would be lost. And so, after six months of trying to find the right group to partner with, I came to the conclusion that maybe it maybe it was a good idea to consider starting our own uh, group that would that would focus on people first and and enhancing the lives of humans and so i uh, I, I met a gentleman uh, by the name of uh, Jake Meister with uh, River Sea and um, he was very excited about what we were doing and and how we became successful which was through caring about people first and um, was said he was very committed to investing in that and and uh, gave me his word that um, he would he would allow us to maintain that mission and would never do anything to harm it. And so 
Um, fast forward, uh, we ended up bringing in uh, River Sea and uh, Edgewater Funds as partners to help us to not only continue to grow Perfect Home Services, but to take the mission that existed at Perfect and um, use it to uh, to grow other companies around the country and and partner with and purchase other companies around the country. So um, spent the first few months preparing my business to operate without me in it. Uh, getting a, a president set up there. And then we spent a few months building out a really impressive corporate team um, that could help all the rest of the businesses we had planned on purchasing to, uh, to grow and, and to, to enhance lives at multiple locations. And then after we got that corporate team built, we started to uh, meet with companies and, and present ourselves to them. And so today we've got a, a total of uh, four companies uh, across the country that are all partners of uh, P1 Service Group. Terrific, sounds really good. All right, when we get back from break, um, we're gonna get into more of the seasonality things. If somebody wants to contact you, how do they do that? Uh, probably best way would be email. And my email address is jcarroll, carroll is spelled C-A-R-R-O-L, at p1servicegroup.com. Very good. Thanks, Justin. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Many times, relatives are recruited to do your company's books without knowing how to do the books. Or you hire a bookkeeper who really doesn't know bookkeeping. If this is you, then your books are probably inaccurate. You probably pay more taxes than you should, and you rarely look at a P&L and balance sheet because you know they are wrong. What do you do? Have your bookkeeper enroll in Ruth King's Contractor Bookkeeping Basics. After completing this online course, your bookkeeper will know bookkeeping. You'll get accurate financial statements that help you make good business financial decisions. To enroll, click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. Enroll today. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am speaking with Justin Carroll, the president of P1 Service Group, i.e. People First. And we're talking a little bit about seasonality. And we're also talking about the fact that Justin is now um, finding companies who embody his, the, the People First philosophy, let's put it that way. So before the break, we kind of gave everybody a tease about it doesn't have to be a seasonal business, i.e., you know, ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. So let's talk about one or two things that can actually help contractors decrease their seasonality. Would that work? Absolutely. Go for it. All right. So as you know, if you're a contractor in the HVAC business, especially um, what makes the business seasonal is, is call volume and that's the thing that we really need to be able to control. Um, if again, if we're in a, a reactive mode and we're just accepting the calls that are coming into us, we're not going to do so well in business. And so, uh, how do we control our calls? And all of that is done uh, primarily through the call center. And so, uh, first and foremost, I would say, you know, you've got to have a strategy and you've got to have expectations in place for your call center. Um, I would say call centers at most companies I've visited around the country who don't understand this model are, are usually um, really, uh, really weak and kind of misunderstood. 
I would say it's it's well worth investing in a really good call center manager. You're gonna you're gonna get just as much value out of a out of a great call center as you are out of your sales department or service departments. And and again, I think that's one thing that most people don't understand. Um, and what what you probably think today is a properly staffed call call center in terms of uh, number of people in the department is is actually probably understaffed. I actually think it's pretty difficult. Uh, to overstaff a call center. I'd say uh, whatever you think you need for a call center team member, you probably want to you probably want to add about 50% more heads to your call center so that you've got what I like to call outbounding muscle. And so ultimately uh, what we do is we look at a three-day call board. And so we're always looking out three days and we're asking ourselves, do we have a full call board for the next three days? In other words, you know, how many technicians, how many technicians do we have? How many calls per day do we want each technician to run? How many calls do we therefore need? So as an example, if we have 10 technicians and we want our technicians to run three calls a day, we need 30 calls a day for the next three days in a row. And if, if we don't have 30 calls per day for the next three days in a row, then um, we, we kick into place the expectation in our call center where we've got 20 calls per hour going in or out. So every, every call center team member needs to either take or make 20 calls every single hour. And the call center manager needs to make sure that every single hour that happened. And uh, outbound calling is somewhat of a numbers game. Over time, you start to learn what statistics you can rely on, but you'll, you'll learn over time roughly how many calls you have to make to produce uh, a certain number of um, tune-ups. And that's what we're calling for. And the script is really simple. Uh, we just call and, and, and we're calling past clients, anyone we've done business with over the course of the past three years. We're just making a phone call to them and saying, hey, it's that time of year to have your furnace checked. Uh, does Tuesday or Wednesday work better for you? Yeah. And it's really that simple. It is that simple. <laughs> and, yeah. And 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 some some clients are going to say, "Hey, I'm not interested," or "Hey, don't call me again." And and some are going to say, "Uh, Tuesday works better." Yeah. <laughs> back back to the numbers game things. Some are going to go with it. Some aren't. That's okay. Uh, you're going to find some some call center team members are better than others. It's great to have an incentive plan in place for that outbound calling and calls booked. Uh, maybe you want to give $5 per call or whatever in your call center. A um, lot of different ways you can incentivize the call center, but um, I, I would say whatever you're doing, it's probably going to be much cheaper than what you're paying to produce leads through marketing today. Yeah, it's interesting because people say they dismiss it because they like they don't like getting those phone calls, but the call centers that I've worked with actually do work well. It's really a situation, and you're right, the people who are in them, some of them are really, really good. Some of the managers are really, really good too. It's you, you got to find a good one. It's just like you got to find a good tech. I mean, come on, either either or works, right? Yeah, and and I and I will say um, to start a program like this in the beginning, you should expect a bit of resistance. Um, your your current call center team members may not have been hired under the expectation that. They're going to need to make outbound calls to past clients. Some of them may not like the idea of doing that. 
Um, so the transition into doing this, if you're not doing it today, might be a little bit difficult. There is a chance that some people may decide they don't want to they don't want to work in your call center because they don't want to do that, and you need to be okay with that. Although I think if you've got a pretty good culture, people are going to be willing to do what it takes to help the company out. Um, explain to them that what you're doing is is you're helping these technicians feed their families by making these calls because if we're, if if they don't have jobs, they're not working, they're not getting paid. So. Um, eventually though, over time, as this becomes part of your culture, people are hired under the expectation that this is going to happen and nobody's got a concern with doing it. Um, but I can tell you, uh, with, with complete confidence and certainty that everything I'm telling you works and it, it works very well. And it works at all parts of the country. Your, your part of the country isn't any different. I can assure you of that. It's, um, and, and by doing this, you will absolutely change the outcomes for your company in a very significant way. Yep. Seasonality somewhat goes away. Justin, give everybody, yeah, give everybody your um, website again, please. Uh, P1servicegroup.com. Very good. And final thoughts. I guess if you're struggling with this and um, maybe you've tried it before and it didn't work or, or, or you're not so sure how to, uh, how to pull this off, Feel free to shoot me an email. I'll do everything I can to help you work through it. But um, go into this with complete confidence, knowing that it will pay dividends. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you'd like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.